Jordan. <laughs> Who wanted to meet Santa so badly that they stayed up all night but didn't get to meet him because he's a sneaky magical bugger and then ruined Christmas Day by falling asleep at 8am, woke up just as dinner was being served, ate all the pigs in blankets, then got blackout drunk, threw up all over the Christmas tree, leaving everyone, especially Great Anne Mildred, absolutely mortified. George Washington? No. Two guys. What? And welcome to a very merry episode of Two Guys What's Up, the weekly comedy podcast where today we are celebrating the most wonderful time of the year. Surprisingly, I am not drunk yet, but that tree is getting closer to a coating because I am joined by the guy who has very kindly given me his pigs and blankets, Jordan. Jordan, how are you? <laughs> I just clocked what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Uh, no, I'll be honest with you. I'm a bit annoyed. Go on, tell me. What's, what's happened? You know why. What do you mean? You've dragged me away to record. Yeah, and what's so bad about that? I mean, I, I do that fairly often. Yeah, but it's Christmas, Ian. Huh? It's the 25th of December. I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm not following. It's Christmas Day. Huh? Christmas Day. Oh, shit. Is that actually today? Yeah. Oh, that explains a lot then. I wondered why the pub was shut. Yeah, no wonder. So would you like to stop recording now and maybe get back and join your family? No, actually, they very coldly asked me to fuck off and leave them alone, actually. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they said, stop ruining their fun, you giant bastard. Go sit in a dark room and play with your marbles. Play with your what? I got marbles for Christmas. Oh, so you know it's Christmas? Yeah, I, I forgot on the walk home from the pub. Well, at least they got you a gift, but whatever. When they asked me to leave the table, I started crying into my turkey and mash. And one of them, I think it was my wife, threw 20 pence at my forehead and told me to go and call someone who cares. <laughs> so you decided to call me? What do you mean by that? Oh, I mean, oh, shit. Uh, oh, yeah, okay, buddy, yeah, sure. Um, shall we do a quick episode then while we're here? If you wouldn't mind, mate, thank you. Okay, let's just make it quick. I've got a family who actually cares about me. That's Eamon Lopal. That's below the belt, Jordan. I was hoping it would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's where I hang my mistletoe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But to be honest, I think they probably just knew what was coming and they wanted to shield Great Aunt Mildred from the horrors that were about to be unleashed from my, my drunken oh, god. <laughs> that could have been worse, depending on why you were just talking about your mistletoe. <laughs> Definitely talking about that poor Christmas tree. I guess it every year. God, that's so prickly. Oh. <laughs> I think you're right on different pages here. I'm talking about throwing up on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I certainly wasn't there. <laughs> I think, to be totally honest with you, my mind is still in New York. Yes. <laughs> I'm not in this time zone yet, <laughs> mentally. Not quite with it yet, which is fine. I mean, I completely understand. How long was the flight back? Seven hours? Yeah, it was about seven hours. But then it was a four-hour journey, well, nearly five-hour journey in the car back home. Oh, God. It's always worse when you're traveling west, isn't it? Because you're kind of going forward into the future yeah and it makes a long day extremely long yeah did you feel like marty or doc from back to the future <laughs> well for one thing i didn't have a really cool car just a fairly average plane that was shit to begin with <laughs> were you that one annoying passenger who was just like gripping the seats just going like all the entire way home just throughout the entire flight i tell you what though speaking of annoyance <laughs> there was this young lady that was sat a few seats behind us and literally the whole 
whole flight, all I heard her do was sneeze. Oh, really? And it was so obnoxious by the end. <laughs> and it was like a pathetic sneeze. It wasn't even like an actual sneeze. Like every, literally every 10 minutes during this seven, eight hour flight, I'd just hear this. <laughs> Are you sure you want to be talking about this now and you don't want to add it to your future things that annoy you segment? <laughs> no, I don't want to get it off my chest now. <laughs> People that sneeze on planes. Bastards. <laughs> And the other annoying thing was that the aircon feature didn't work on the flight. You know what? I used to fly a fair amount, like, quite a few times a year. And I've never known the aircon to work. Oh, okay. I don't know if I was just a stupid child and didn't know how to work it. But, you know, you think you just twist it, don't you? And it comes on. Yeah, yeah. But I've I've never known it to actually do anything. Interesting. So unless they were just like, oh, there's that little bastard. Give him the shitty seat with a broken aircon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the guy that sings a Back to the Future theme. <laughs> That'll shut him up. He'll get too warm in a second. <laughs> Just half sweating, like half dead. Oh, I love it. So how was New York? Was there anything interesting? To be honest, I love New York. I, I've got a bit of a soft spot now. And I told you, Ian, but I'm not sure if I told the listeners, the main purpose of the trip really was to visit some family in New Jersey. Mm. And that was really good. It was lovely to meet them. Really welcoming, which would have been awkward mm. if they weren't. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who's this English dickhead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this knobhead that you've married four years ago. But yeah, no, it was really good. The only thing I have to complain about, and again, this is like a therapy session now. <laughs> Go on. So in New York City... The mum kept sneezing. She just <laughs> wouldn't stop sneezing. <laughs> I think that was that ball bag from the plane. <laughs> no, it is actually about the subway. So... In New York City, you kind of can't live without going on the subway. Yeah. It is so vast, you cannot get from one end to the other without doing that. From your description, when you sent me a picture of you saying you were wearing a mask because it's just disgusting, Mm. I was thinking to myself, if I ever visit, I'll make a mental note to not go on the subway. But then I was thinking, like, it is actually fairly impossible. I mean, unless I want to stay in the the same little area for the entire visit, then I'm probably going to have to. So I made a second mental note, don't visit New York. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> that works too. I do yeah. feel like you'd miss out at some point, though. Mate, I can I can't afford to ever get there. I am stuck in my little hometown, and I'm resigned to that fact. You never know. Maybe one day when when it's retirement age, you might feel like venturing outside of your hometown. I've lived abroad. I've I've done all my travelling. I'm happy. <laughs> Oh, you're one of those, are you? (laughs) But yeah, back to the subway. So it is dirty, as you just said. A couple of stories about that. (laughs) We were travelling. It was after a long day. We're like, we just want to get back to the hotel. And I could just hear this little clip, clip, clip. And I was like, what the (laughs) f*** is that? Looked over, and a guy's only clipping his nails on the subway. What? Literally clipping his nails, just letting them fling everywhere. I was like... That is awful. And then another time, we were like a few stops away from getting off, and this woman enters, seemed lovely enough. Started licking up the toenail clippings. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Well, I don't know if it's worse or not, but she had a black bin liner full of trash, as they call it, Mm -hmm. and it fucking stunk. It absolutely reeked. Like, why she was carrying that around, I have no idea. Like, you could see through the black bin liner, and it was just, like, cans and rubbish and, like, literally just crap. And so that's when I decided, you know what, I'm putting my mask on. <laughs> I don't believe <laughs> it. I was like, I can't be doing with this. Followed by the gloves. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was absolutely awful. But aside from that, it was really good. Well, I'm glad you had fun. 
Oh, and the other thing as well, by the way, yep. if you ever rent a car over there, I must admit, I think the actual highways are really easy to navigate. Okay. There is a speed limit, though, of 55 miles per hour. I thought you were say 50,000, then. Well, you'd say that, but no one listened to it. Like, everyone was going at least 70. Oh, really? And there was no speed cameras. Really? Yeah, like in the UK, you get them, like, every few minutes. Yeah. But, yeah, there were no mobile speed cameras at all, but there are certainly no static speed cameras. Which is kind of handy, but it just meant everybody was just doing at least 70, and then the limit's 55 there. Fucking hell. Yeah. I was just checking our analytics to see if we've got any listeners in New York, and um, we, we have some listeners in America, but nothing in New York. But uh, I was hoping to get a first-hand person who has lived there's experience of what the place is like. So if, like, maybe you just, like, went to the wrong bits, and <laughs> <laughs> they're probably listening, thinking, what oh, fucking idiot? <laughs> like, what's he, what's he talking about my mum like that for? That, that bin bag was going to the tip. She just doesn't have a car. <laughs> she would have taken off because she was speeding all over the place. Yeah, what a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing as well, I must say, New Jersey must be the home of Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, God, why? Like, you cannot turn a corner without seeing a Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> oh, and the final thing I just wanted to mention. Why on earth are so many of the, as they call it, public restroom, mm-hmm. why do their stall doors have gaps around them? Oh, God, yeah, I don't know. I've uh, seen this complaint on many forums and on the internet, and it's just absolutely ridiculous and, and the most stupidest thing ever. I mean, we were talking about privacy yeah. uh, a couple of weeks back and if there's one place you want privacy it's while you're in the toilet exactly i guess it's maybe so that you know if there's an issue people can see you know to get to you (laughs) or to find a way in so if people having like a heart attack you know and the door's completely sealed and there's only one way in you know that person might be a bit fucked but yeah but having said that you could probably just peer over the top couldn't you if needs be or maybe just have a a master key so if someone's like help i'm having a heart attack you can just use like the the janitor or the the owner of the shop or whatever could just use a master key to get in that is a very good point because in that case you might be all right with being seen with your pants around your ankles but you don't want it (laughs) handed out to every tom dick and harry walking past do you yeah they don't want to be seeing my tom dick and harry But yeah, that was the only, the final gripe that I had. But anyway, that that concludes my trip. It sounds like I'm complaining a lot, and I am, but I did really enjoy it, to be fair. There was one good thing. I had a burrito. That was nice. No, that was rubbish, actually. Oh, shit, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The cream was off. I did actually have an upset stomach one of the days there. (laughs) I'm sure it was from the subway. I was joking. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was like water. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Grim dude. <laughs> but alas, I'm okay. Thank God. Thank God you're back. You're back home and you're feeling better. I am Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy your Christmas dinner. <laughs> this is just on in the background. <laughs> People are making the, the Christmas dinner just like I don't, I don't want to eat anymore. It's just everywhere families all around the world just sat in silence <laughs> in their living room, staring at the floor. Merry Christmas, you oh, two bastards. I do apologise. Anyway, so what have you got coming up for us today on this, the most festive of days, Jordan? Well, it felt appropriate, but I'm actually going to list the worst gifts ever received. Fantastic. Oh, I can't wait to hear that. Feels appropriate. Yeah, definitely. And there are some fucking weird ones. Can you give us an example? One that was, uh, you know, you thought you might put that in, you might not, you know, just throw it in now. Let us let us know. Okay, a couple for you. So, dead plants <laughs> has <laughs> been a few... <laughs> Like, already dead plants? Brilliant. That's somebody who was planning ahead, like, they bought it in summer, like, oh, that'll do for Bill, you know, I'll buy that, and then they just didn't water it. 
didn't have enough money to then buy another present. Just like, here you go, have that. <laughs> Could you imagine how droopy and sad that would be? It'd be awful. And um, another one is weed killer. For the plants, yeah. <laughs> don't need it. It's already dead. Worse if you don't have a garden. Yeah. <laughs> Man, what a sh- present. I guess, I mean, like, if somebody said they need it, though, you know, then... What, a dead plant? No, weed killer. <laughs> oh, Someone's okay. like, oh, man, you know, this this garden's getting really out of control. I could really do some weed killer, but I can't get to town before Christmas. Rather than buying them a fucking singing cactus, you know, that's going to go... They're going to go, nice one, that's great, thanks, and then put it in a cupboard. They can use the weed killer. Isn't that what Christmas is all about? Yeah, true. Or they can just allow nature to kill the plants off anyway. Yeah, I mean, come winter, they'll be, they'll be gone, won't they? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Not very thought out. Anyway, what have you got for us today, Ian? Well, Jordan, in keeping with the festive field today, I'm going to be telling you about just that, Christmas. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit about elves and a smidgen about jolly old Saint Nick himself. Oh, very good. For you see, everyone thinks Christmas is about pretty lights, trees, presents, getting drunk from 10am. Or is that just me? Probably mostly you. (laughs) I can handle that, that's fine. (laughs) But do you recall the Christmas song, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, by the late and great Andy Williams, where he sings a line, Blood's on my face and hands, and I don't know why. I'm not afraid to cry, and that's none of your business. <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh, shit. Sorry, no, sorry, that's the wrong line. I was listening to Slipknot while I was writing this. Ah, uh, that makes sense. I think some wires got crossed. Uh, the actual line is, There'll be parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting, and caroling out in the snow. I remember that. Yeah, all fairly festive, recognisable things we can get behind for this time of the year. But the next line is, there'll be scary ghost stories. Ah, yes. That is kind of weird, isn't it? It's not very festive. Well, exactly. That's what everyone might be thinking. Now, this line may feel a bit out of place in a Christmas song, but what if I told you there was a bit more of the paranormal rooted in the history of Christmas than people seem to think? Ooh. Tell me more, Ian. I will do, Jordan. So, way back in the day... Thousands of years ago, when winter solstice parties were still a thing, pagan traditions went all out on the spookies and believed all manner of paranormal things. For example, on the night of the winter solstice, they believed that a ghostly parade would march through the skies, which they called the Wild Hunt. I'm glad you pronounced that correctly. (laughs) I'd been practicing it, man. I didn't want to slip up. (laughs) Okay, good on you. The winter nights would consist of gathering round and telling tales of supernatural happenings about creatures and monsters that roamed the darkness, as well as the tales of the heroes that vanquished these unseen lurkers. But the truth is that these tales were told to cure the boredom, add a bit of excitement to the cold, dark nights. People would get together, around a fire, share some scary stories. Much like people are interested in the paranormal nowadays, it was the allure and perhaps maybe even a little bit of morbid curiosity about the spooky and unknown. It was just plain entertaining and something exciting to do. Which piece being called, trying to get warm under several blankets, on your own, thinking about your gas bill, which unfortunately most of us are doing in this day and age. Absolutely. Like I said to you, I've now got a smart meter and I see it in my face. Yeah. (laughs) Draining your money. (laughs) Yeah. You've spent... £2.50 and it's 8am. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> Thanks, <awful>. government. <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas. But fast forward to 1611, Shakespeare wrote A Winter's Tale, which includes the line, A sad tale is best for winter. I have one of sprites and goblins. 
Then even more forward, a couple hundred years, where we find Mary Shelley smashing out Frankenstein, set in a wintry wasteland. And now, a bit further in time, we land at the most morbid of all, those pesky Victorians. They're the ones who set up most of our current Christmas traditions, such as Christmas trees, Christmas cards, crackers at the table, and the staple of any Christmas, the turkey dinner. Quick side note, Jordan, everyone is different, and I am dying. I'm on the edge of my f***ing seat, because I want to know, what time do you serve Christmas dinner in your house? Normally around 2pm or something. Yeah, I think that's the general sort of consensus, isn't it? Like a very late lunch. I think we have ours normally about 2 or 3. Yeah, that sounds about right. What is your starter? Um, I love a good prawn cocktail. Yeah, you go for the, the old traditional prawn cocktail, do you? Mmm, lovely. Uh, as you know, I fucking hate seafood, so in our house, it's not just my fault, I mean, my wife doesn't like prawns either, so in our house, we have bruschetta as a starter. Oh, great, yeah, that, that'd be nice. So that's the toasted bread with the... Do you like rub garlic on and then it's chopped tomatoes and oil and balsamic vinegar yeah yeah you're pretty fucking bang on there jordan well done nice sometimes a bit of mint no don't be stupid <laughs> basil basil you crap oh ba- basil <laughs> and crab <laughs> basil and crab yep <laughs> you will get seafood in there somewhere oh if you've got to it's christmas <laughs> But uh, what is your favourite dessert? And I'm asking you all these questions because I think all mine are different. I'm just curious to see what what yours are and see if you're the same as me because mine are weird. Oh, right, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not a big Christmas pudding fan. No, me neither. F***ing disgusting. Don't, I don't like fruit in sweet things. Like, yeah. full stop. I mean, I can eat them both on their own. Like, I can't eat bits of fruit and yoghurt, like the Muller Corners. Oh, I love that. It just reminded me of that time, I don't know if we ever spoke about it, God. where I gave you fruit and nut. Oh, yeah, no, we didn't say that. Well, I'll I, I tell you what, I'll let you reminisce and uh, fill our audience in on that in just a second. Okay. But first of all, I want to know what your, your dessert is for your Christmas dinner. Uh, so my dessert, probably maybe like a Yule Log or something like that. Yeah, yeah like, a, like a chocolate cake. Yeah. In, in, a, in a festive vibe. Yeah, very nice. Or a lovely you won't like this either because it's just what you've said but a lovely brandy cream mince pie oh disgusting i hate mince pies beautiful my dessert of choice is tiramisu okay so this is a very italian themed christmas that you've got going on yeah well i think it's mainly because i mean i lived in italy gino de campo is your uncle he is and my mum and my dad (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) <laughs> it's a busy time frame at Christmas, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. Mas- masquerading as everyone in my house. It's just me keeping him tied up in the kitchen. <laughs> Cook the dinner, cook it! <laughs> no seafood, though. But, yeah, as you know, we lived in Italy, so my mum picked up a lot of the recipes and traditions, and I just absolutely fucking love tiramisu. So yeah, I think nice. because she knows that I don't really like Christmas cake or anything like that, it just kind of became the substitution for me. So now my mum, I don't know if she's going to this year, but generally in, in years gone, by she has made me a tiramisu every year that's beautiful you're gonna be so disappointed now if she doesn't she's like i'm trying this christmas cake <laughs> recipe she's like actually ian i'm, I'm kind of trying to do my own traditions over here you moved out fuck off yeah make oh, your god. own tiramisu you bastard oh god imagine if she was messing around with a recipe and it, she presented you with a christmas cake that had secret prawns in them oh god <laughs> would she be trying to kill me has she turned into an assassin? It's a very late trick or treat. I don't think it would kill you. I'll be honest. Uh, I don't know. Unless the seafood was off. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I'm thinking in a fucking cake. I mean, aren't you supposed to traditionally make Christmas cakes like months in advance so that you, you pour the brandy over and it soaks it all up? So I, I think it would be pretty much off. Oh, that'd be awful. Unless all the alcohol sort of keeps it 
okay. Just sort of pickles it a bit. Pickled oh. prawns. Beautiful. <laughs> now even my stomach's turning. <laughs> anyway, Jordan, tell us this fruit and nut story, please. So this was a while ago. Right, so this was fairly early days of our relationships um, with our wives-to-be. Yep, yep. But we were living together. Not you and I, no, no. Our, our respective <laughs> girlfriends you. at the time. Uh, yes, our partners at the time. We were living together. You invited us around for a pizza evening. We did. And I thought, you know what? Amazing. This sounds so good. So we were going to go to the little corner shop on the way and sort of bring a few, you know, couple of treats as a as a thanks. Yeah. And I messaged you to say, you know, is there anything you don't particularly like? And you said, yeah, anything with fruit in it. <laughs> and I, for whatever reason in my head, I must have thought I'd asked... Is there anything you do like? I think I remember you saying you thought I was being sarcastic. It could have been that too, yeah. Or it could have been a mixture of both. So you're like, is there anything you like? It's like, oh, mate, I hate that fruit and nut. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get me that whatever you do. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, brilliant, I know what to get you. So I ended up turning up... With this bar of Cadbury's fruit and nut, yeah, and you and your one. wife looked at each other like, "Is he serious? Is there another one? No, there isn't another one. He's not joking. Oh dear, <laughs> this is awkward. We'll just suck the chocolate off, I guess. <laughs> Spit the fruit out. So yeah, apologise for that, but I really enjoyed that fruit and nut. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it, mate. You have been forgiven. It was what eight years ago. Something yeah, it was like a long that. while ago. Yeah, fucking hell, mantle. Anyway, back to these Victorians. Okay. They weren't quite pleased with the centuries-long norm. They mixed the new Christmas traditions with the creepy ones of old. They took ghost stories and gave them a festive twist. Take Charles Dickens, for example, who wrote A Christmas Carol in 1843. Scrooge, the ultimate Christmas-hating ball bag, gets a spooky visit from a whole bunch of ghosties. But Dickens wasn't just writing a festive story with added ghosts. The spooks were peppered through the story with scary imagery, spooky happenings, and terrifying details. But Jordan, that leads us to today. Where has the creepy gone? Maybe it's still there, hidden in plain sight, and we just don't know it. Think about Santa, right? Jolly guy, brings gifts. Top notch dude, yeah? Yeah, and they do say if you wake up with a funny taste in your mouth on Christmas morning, Santa only does come once a year. <laughs> I think we spoke about that in episode one, didn't we? <laughs> I don't know, maybe, did we? Maybe, Why? <laughs> oh no, that was the end. That was the... the Oh, pod test. Yeah, the pod test that we did when we got our microphones together and all set up for the first time. Oh, that a, like that's never seen the light of day. Joke. Oh god, if I can find that right, if I can find that one clip, I'm going to put it in because you were telling me a joke. Oh yeah, that's what I did. I just I said I'm going to find the most inappropriate jokes and read them to you. Yeah, and um, you said why does Santa have such a big sack? And I I said because he's only he only comes once a year, which was the correct answer. And you went yep, yeah. and I went yeah, I know that because it's usually on my face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brilliant. I was like, oh, yeah, it's like a big crispy shell or something. Oh, <laughs> Waking up God. every morning. Grim. Like a prawn shell. Oh, God, man. <laughs> if it's been there a long time, you know, you wake up in the morning, it's going to be a bit f***ing prawny, isn't it? But, yeah, and a little bit seafood smelling. <laughs> oh, grim. <laughs> but anyway, who is it that makes Santa's gifts, Jordan? It's got to be the elves. It is the elves, the mythical fey folk. 
Sounded paranormal enough for you yet? No, it sounds lovely. All right, well, let me continue, because I'm going to sway your mind. I'm ready. So these elves, pint-sized, pointy-eared, toy-making, eternal magical buggers who live in Santa's workshop in an icy wonderland, happily making toys 24-7. And yes, I said magical because these tiny bundles of magical Christmas fluff are said to have powers that are capable of influencing everything from what you see to what you do. Can't find your keys? Elves! Misplaced your washing powder? It's elves! Cheated on your wife? Elves. <laughs> Probably. What with an elf? <laughs> yep, possibly. <laughs> anyway, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> the elves did it. Uh, they sound actually very helpful to have around the house. Oh, yeah. I love, like, losing all my shit. Yeah. Oh, wake up in the morning. Need to eat some breakfast. Can't find my spoons. Thanks, elves. Oh, I get you now. I thought you meant elves will help you find them. No, they're bastards. Right. They, they make you see things and lose things because they're, they're, you'll hear. Okay. The origin of Christmas elves, as well as elves in general, can be traced back to the rich tapestry of Germanic, Scandinavian, and British folklore. In the realm of Germanic paganism, Elves were thought to be celestial beings who lived in the heavens, but over time, naturally, the perception evolved, placing them earthbound and living in places like underground and in forests, which we all know. Okay. In Scandinavian folklore, they were magical house gnomes who would safeguard homes from more malevolent spirits, but these whimsical creatures also didn't shy away from a bit of mischief themselves. You see, Jordan, they used their magical abilities to play pranks on the naughty, said to cause things from hiccups to unpleasant dreams. So yes, they're not all nicey they're not going to help you you're not going to be like where's my keys and then an else going to be like here you go Bill and like hand you them they're going to lose them for you right okay so I just need to be psychological with them don't I and just say stuff that I don't really need oh yeah and oh, be like I'd hate to wake up tomorrow with a hand job that'd be awful <laughs> It'd have to use two hands, though. <laughs> like Jeff the Mongoose. Oh, God. It's you with doing the, the f***ing motions that no one sees. I was just doing it. I didn't even oh, realise. The only reason I realised is because I accidentally shook my phone and it said, do you want to undo? <laughs> oh, God. But these elves can be kept sweet by feeding them little treats and appreciating them once in a while. I think it's like me. <laughs> yeah, I think humans is probably where the correlation is drawn from. So in the mid-1800s, the Scandinavian storytellers reshaped our perception of elves into the mischievous fairies we know today. And as Christmas festivities gained popularity, these writers highlighted elves as Santa's little helpers, contributing to the holiday cheer. And in 1873, the image we all know today and picture of what a Christmas elf looks like would be cemented thanks to an illustrated feature on the front cover of a Christmas issue of an American magazine called Godie's Ladybook. Wow. That's what that was about. And just like that, it is what has become the norm for our festive little magical bastards. But it's not over there, Jordan, because ask yourself this. Is Santa magical? Um. How the bastard in hell does he traverse the entire globe in one night visiting every good boy and girl? Oh, God. Is... Is he an elf too? I know the answer to this. Go on, then. It's all fucking made up. <laughs> Shut up, man. Some people might not know that yet. Okay. I'm still betting my money on it. Okay, well, fair enough. Well, listen to this before you make up your mind. Because I bring you evidence in the form of a poem where the line reads, A piercing fear held inside of me, this morbid act, descending torment on my brain. <laughs> Oh, fucking hell, sorry. No, my mistake. I've done it again. I was listening to Trigger the Bloodshed when I was writing that bit. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. It really sorry. gets you in the festive mood, doesn't it? It it does. You know, a bit of fucking hardcore blast beats, mate. You can't go wrong. 
The actual line is from the poem Twas the Night Before Christmas, where, talking about Santa himself, the line reads, He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf. So it seems, yes. The proof is in the Christmas pudding. Santa is an elf. And over time, the Saint Nick we knew merged with Tomton from Nordic folklore, where the loveliest guy around was described as an elfish guardian, complete with long white beard and a red hat. Okay. So they also made it all up. No, Jordan. It's all real. It's in every single... It's like the dragons. It's in every single culture. It dates back way before we were around. It must be real. Yeah, that or everyone's off the rocker still. (laughs) You can't blame the entire world, Jordan. It's either everyone's mental or everyone's correct. You know, which is more logical? Everyone is certainly mental. (laughs) I think it's just your outlook, pal. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) I have worked with the public for many years. Well, actually, Jordan, I've worked with Santa for many years because I'm an elf too, so sort of. (laughs) You're quite tall for an elf. Maybe I'm Santa. I have a big beard. You do? It's not white, though. Not yet. I'm still growing it in. <laughs> okay. You're in the skunk phase, aren't you, apparently? I am, yeah. I'm just in the skunk phase at the moment. <laughs> but this leads me to believe that Santa was just a big elf. He grew bigger than the rest and just kind of went, well, I guess I'm the boss then. Get to work, minions. And I'll work one night out of 365 and get nice and fat. <laughs> and then, obviously, one elf piped up and asked, What about leap years, Santa? You gonna work two nights on those years? And naturally, he was made an example of. Exiled to live in the coldest body of water around, and that is the origin of the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> Thank you very much, people. <laughs> So, Jordan, here we are now, sat at the end of 2023, and while the traditions may have been the same for years, and for us, seemingly forever, I will once again remind you that Christmas is a spooky bitch. So, while you're opening your gifts today, remember to watch your back, because there might just be a spooky ghost, or a six-foot elf, watching your every move. That we call Ian. Yeah, that we call Ian. (laughs) I'm eyeing up that Christmas tree for a good covering. Oh, God. (laughs) Got a fistful of pigs of blankets in one hand, and a bottle of vodka in the other. Perfect. And a tiramisu sat on the table. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. I'm eyeing up the tiramisu, because after after all three have mixed, it just curdles. It's not a good good sight. Horrible thing to happen and yeah it's just all over that christmas tree and then i have to do that in every single house as well do yeah yeah it's what gives it that kind of snowy effect isn't it yeah just peppered with (laughs) blood i just burst through the door and be like where's mildred oh i'm over here dearie like you watch this (laughs) cover the tree like that scene from scary movie when they do the exorcist yes <laughs> like <laughs> just over the tree instead that's me the sicky santa <laughs> oh that's so good <laughs> but that is some of the spooky origins injected and twisted and intertwined in our festive traditions it's not just all snow and presents there are ghosts and shit. Yeah, there's loads of made-up shit. <laughs> you're, so, you're such a fucking Scrooge, pal. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, speaking of Scrooge, you know, you know the Grinch film with Jim Carrey? I do. I only just recently heard that... That's actually makeup he's in. He doesn't actually look like that. <laughs> yeah, I thought they had to tape his nose and everything. <laughs> Apparently, he had to sit for about eight hours getting his makeup done before he could film. Yeah, I've read that a while ago, and um, I think he... Was it was it him that said that he, he was talking to some people who worked in the SAS, and they taught him torture? Yeah, uh, the d- Navy SEALs, techniques. yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. They taught him techniques that they, they 
endure used to torture, be able to endure it, yeah. torture, yeah, f***ing hell. <laughs> just to get through the makeup process, oh god. <laughs> that, I'd just be like, nah. Yeah, that's <laughs> awful, isn't it? Yeah, they're not just made a fucking big suit with a zip on the back. I think it's because without the prosthetics, it like, the face wouldn't really move. That's what I mean, like, do the face, you know, but, I mean, like, the rest of him. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I dare say I probably think the rest of it was a suit, <laughs> I guess. I don't think they attached hairs to his skin and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Sewed it on. <laughs> that would be Poor awful. Guy. Anyway. Yeah, you need to tell me some shit presents. I will. So, worst Christmas gifts. It's fair to say that some would turn their nose up at being given socks. Others might sulk at the sight of yet another pair of slippers. <laughs> But as the nation enjoys Christmas, three quarters confess in a poll that they have been given an awful gift in the past. God. Like I alluded to earlier, some include dead plants, <laughs> out-of-date chocolates, <laughs> multi-packs of loo roll, <laughs> and even, as I mentioned, weed killer. Good God. F***ing all terrible. However, for your listening pleasure, I've compiled a list source from the internet of the most confusing, weird, or simply awkward gifts ever received at Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Starting off, someone says, A fairly distant relative once gave me three promotional, in brackets, freebie, <laughs> vouchers for clothes shop that I didn't really like. Each gave £5 off a purchase for every £50 spent. Good God. My 15-year-old self didn't have enough money to be spending £50 on clothes in one go. And furthermore, <laughs> I later found out that said vouchers had actually expired on December the 23rd. Oh, God. <laughs> that person must have just hated the person they were giving the gift to. Or just not even thought of them at all. And on the way over, they were like, oh, shit, we didn't buy Tony that gift. Yeah, check the glove box. <laughs> <laughs> It just opens his wallet. Yeah, they'll do. Yeah, Rick from these Matalan vouchers. <laughs> um, another one. My mo- this is bad. My mother once bought me those three D posters that were all the rage in the nineties. Hmm. Except I'm blind in one eye. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, I guess the heart was there. You know, <laughs> the eye wasn't. Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> I guess that you know they can they can bring the friends round to look at it. I'm, I'm just trying to look on the bright side here. I, I can't. <laughs> yeah, you're using a lot of look analogies, aren't you? Which I am. Is unfortunate. Yeah, I really need to just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. <laughs> oh, this would be awful for you, Ian. Oh. Once received one pack of out of date smoked salmon with the reduced price label still on it. <laughs> It was originally two packs taped together, but my father split this treat and gave one to me and one to my sister. (laughs) There you go, that's for your Christmas cake next year. Oh, God. The obtuse levels of shit presentness was baffling. That is, why, I mean, if you're going to buy someone fucking salmon, just get it in date. I mean, I'm getting my mum... I mean, I'm sure I can say it now because it is Christmas Day, so she's probably already opened it. Mm. But if you haven't, mum, cover your ears. Enjoy your smoked salmon. <laughs> no, but I'm getting my mum like a Christmas hamper right. with a load of cheeses and wines and... Very nice. But I'm getting her some cheese, but I'm doing this thing where I'm waiting until a few days before Christmas to buy it so that when it comes to her 
it's not out of date. Yeah. Oh, the other thing is, to anybody else, you look like you don't give a shit about your mother, and you wait until last minute. <laughs> no, it's on purpose. I'm, I'm, I'm literally thinking this through. I mean, today is Christmas Day in podcast yeah. time, but we're actually 13 days before Christmas today. So I am thinking ahead. I've got it planned. It's in my diary. I'm reading it right now. Buy mum cheese. <laughs> Four o'clock, Wednesday the 21st. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's very nice of you to be planning so far ahead. Well, mate, it's what I do. You know, it's because I care about my family members. Exactly. Not like reduced aisle smoked salmon that happened to then be out of date. Yeah. As soon as you said that, I, I threw it in the bin. <laughs> I won't give her that. Fine. Okay. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Yeah, anyone can use this as a little bit of a, maybe not for next year. A checklist. <laughs> like, yeah, right, so um, I bought my mum the, the dead plant, uh, my dad the out-of-date salmon, bad ideas, think of something else. My grandma's got a weed killer. <laughs> Little Tony, he's got the Matalan vouchers. <laughs> this person's thinking the well set, aren't they? The only thing now is that they're just upset that this wasn't released a few days earlier. Yeah. <laughs> really bad timing, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Could have thought of it in last week's episode. Instead, I had to listen to fucking dragons and shit. <laughs> when this episode is playing as they're opening their gifts as a yeah. family. <laughs> it's like as people are opening them, it's like you're watching them and naming what people are getting. <laughs> Well, uh, maybe some more for you if that person is the you. Oh, go for it. One year when I was a kid, my parents bought me a computer mouse. Oh, very nice. Yeah. What makes it bad is that I didn't have a computer and I'd been asking for one for years. Oh, God. Is this one of those <laughs> examples of, like, old people don't know what technology is and they just so... That's the thing that is works with computers and child must like computers, we'll get them that. Yeah, no, but this kid was, like, begging for a computer for years, and they, all they've done is given him a mouse. It's <laughs> <laughs> a starting point, I guess. It's a, that's proper rubbing salt in the wound, though, isn't it? <laughs> there you go, mate, there's your mouse. That's one less thing for you to buy. Maybe for the birthday, you know, they'll get a keyboard. <laughs> yeah, it slowly trickles in. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> next Christmas, it's a monitor. <laughs> the worst part is if, like, if they leave the keyboard till the last present, but then they give it them key by key. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah the thing is he has to actually put the keyboard back properly as yes. qwerty yeah but um, he's never seen it, one before yeah and, it, and he can't search for it so. <laughs> by the, by the time he gets it though he'll have a mobile phone so he could just fucking either bin the computer or you know if it's just like a case of he's got to see it through now it's been going on for so long he can just Google it on his phone. It'll be fine. Yeah, you say that, though, but he's received a phone charger <laughs> one year, <laughs> then a case, <laughs> a screen protector the third year. <laughs> God. <laughs> Do you know, there is actually a folding phone that you can buy now that you can make yourself. Oh, really? What, like a DIY phone? It's like it comes in all the parts, and that because people haven't had to manufacture it and put the parts together to make the phone, it's cheaper. So you can buy like a cheap folding phone, but you have to attach everything and put it together yourself in the in the housing of the phone. Wow, that's interesting. I would hate that. Yeah, I mean that's that's this guy's parents in heaven, isn't it? Because they they buy that one box and then they've got presents for years. Yeah, yeah, until he retires, he's set. <laughs> 
<laughs> Poor guy. Anyway, another person says, I got a single sock. Literally a single sock. <laughs> and a commenter replied, wow, that's worse than mine. The first family Christmas with my now wife, her nana gifted me one pair of socks. But it was one pair of sports socks that you get in a pack of ten. Oh, God. So she bought a pack of ten and separated one pair for me and wrapped them up. <laughs> I don't know what happened to the rest. <laughs> She just needed, she's got OCD, right? She needed 10 pairs of socks. She's lost one, so she bought a pack of 10, took one out, <laughs> kept the nine, so her set's back up to normal. Oh, I see. Perfect Christmas gift for Stephen, the husband to be. Yeah, they obviously love him. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. I received framed phrases from the Bible cheesy, doesn't go with anything in the house, and the frames and glass are cheaply made. Way to go, mother in law, who not so secretly hates me. Oh, and by the way, I'm also atheist. Oh, God. <laughs> but the first one he opened was, thou shall not kill. You know, just, just to remind him that even though it is a sh gift, please don't hurt me. Thou shall forgive. Yeah. <laughs> thou shall honour their mother, in brackets, in law, scribbled on. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, another one says, not for me, but for my cousin. He once received hairstyling wax for Christmas. He's bald. <laughs> What goes through some people's minds, man? I like. I'm assuming these are not done to take the piss. It sounds like these are very serious. Yeah, I mean, if someone did it to take the piss, you wouldn't bother putting it online, would you? Because it'd be a joke. No, exactly. <laughs> so you'd be like, "Oh, this was funny once." You know, ridiculous. Yeah. Someone else received a broken, used, thirty-year-old food processor. <laughs> the gifties, upon opening, even continued to say, "You probably only have to get one new part replaced, and it will be good as new." God. <laughs> some people just see Christmas as a great excuse to pile out some shit you don't want and give it to other people. That does seem like the king, yeah. Can't be bothered to go at the tip. I'll just give this to my mum for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really bad, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, this next one feels potentially a little bit heartless. So, someone at work got given a pack of condoms from a colleague. Okay. After they had broken up with their boyfriend. Oh, God. <laughs> Just a bit mean. Yeah, it's just psychological warfare, that, isn't it? It's just really <laughs> spiteful and horrible. I mean, maybe it was in the best intentions, like, you know, you can go live your life. Get yourself out there, yeah, kind of thing. But they're probably inside just dying, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> someone's not going to receive them and be like, you know what, mate, you're right, and then just snap <laughs> out of it, you know. Who needs her or him? You know, I'm, I'm back. I'm, I'm on form now. Thanks for the condoms, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Penultimate one. <laughs> this just made me laugh. Worst present. I once got given a Nickelback CD. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Old Nickelback jab. <laughs> uh, final one. So this is really bad. They go on to say, not necessarily bad gifts, but certainly inappropriate. So my grandma had 17 grandchildren. Fucking hell. And she always bought socks for them at Christmas. Okay, so fair enough. She can take note from the other person, buy a pack of 10, split them up. <laughs> yeah, she entered the same shitloads. Yeah. She was born in 1912 and lived through the Great Depression. So warm clothes were a good gift to her. Yeah. Well, no one really minded. And we all knew what she would send. It's no worries. 
Except in 76, my youngest brother was crossing the road in our neighbourhood and a drunk driver came barreling around the corner doing 50 miles per hour in a 20 zone. Oh, God. She hit him, carried him into the fence on a telephone pole and sheared off both his legs above the knee. Oh, f***ing hell. You know what's going to happen, don't you? I kind of feel like I know where this is going, yeah. <laughs> he recovered, went on to live a good life. Full 10 pack of socks. <laughs> of the story my grandma could never remember this minor detail and continued to send him socks all the years until she died in 89 hell man <laughs> like why would no one say anything or just just intervene before it got there just buy some gloves and just swap them out oh god yeah that's I'm, pretty I'm, bad isn't it i'm just i'm i'm lost i'm stuck for words man i have no idea that's crazy. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, yes, and with that concludes the internet's worst received Christmas gifts. Please do let us know also if you've received any strange gifts this year, because we would absolutely love to hear about it. Yeah. And you can tell us at twoguyswhatsup at gmail.com. Brilliant. Thanks for that, Jordan. Now I know that I need to completely reshop for my wife. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully I've helped narrow your search somewhat. Absolutely, you definitely have, yeah. Good. But that, that f***ing mouse has set me back a bit, so I'm going to have to find some money from somewhere. Yeah, I mean, you could always pawn it off, couldn't you? I might do, yeah. What was your worst gift ever? I don't know, I was thinking about that. I, I don't know if I ever really have had a particularly bad gift. I've been quite lucky in that regard. Yeah. And also, I've still got both legs. Yeah, which is also a good sign. <laughs> so, you know, socks are welcomed. Fantastical. So, does that about bring us round to the end of today's very merry Christmas episode, Jordan? I think it does. Fantastical news! Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Two Guys What's Up. I won't keep you much longer. Enjoy the festivities. I hope you've practised your happy face when you open the six-pack of Sports Direct socks your great aunt Mildred got you. Maybe she deserves that vomit-tree episode after all. <laughs> but on that note, thanks for listening, guys. And no matter what you may be celebrating today, have a merry Christmas, happy holidays, have a lovely festive period, and have a great week. I'm off to smash open that vodka and as always we will see you next monday bye, bye. Merry, merry christmas, christmas. Merry christmas. <laughs> out of date cheese